On today's episode of the Ask the Planner podcast, we are hearing from someone who has carved her own path and created a unique niche in the wedding and event industry. Whether you're getting married and looking for a way to manage the stress and pressures of wedding planning, or you're a vendor in the industry wondering how to get to the next level, you're going to benefit for sure from this episode. So let's get to it. You're listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Welcome to today's episode of the Ask the Planner podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, and today we're talking to an amazing woman within the wedding and event industry, a vanguard in the industry who is forging her own path for sure. Danielle Leilani is the founder of international event planning and design powerhouse Leilani Social, a celebrity wedding planner, business coach, and lifestyle personality. Using the Leilani method, Danielle and her team execute flawless events with style and have created a lifestyle brand adored around the globe for celebrities, influencers, and brands alike. Guys, please help me welcome Danielle to the show. Yay! Thank you so much for having me, Desiree. I'm excited. Me too. We have so much to talk about. So obviously, I read your bio at the top of the episode, but I would love for you to just to dive into your background, how you got to where you are today before we get started with the whole interview. Sounds good. I would love to. I'm super passionate about what I do. Interesting journey. I went to school for journalism and anthropology. So I loved writing and I loved people. Did not think I was going to get into events. It didn't even cross my mind. But I stumbled upon events in college. I interned at an, at an event planning company that focused primarily on corporate events. And it was great. And it was fun. But I was still so set on being a journalist and a writer at the time. So it wasn't until a few years later that I rediscovered wedding and I had never even attended a wedding. So the first wedding I assisted at, I was an assistant. I had never attended as a guest. And I was like, what is this atmosphere, this environment? I loved it. It like lit me up and I like hit the ground running from there. And that was good. That's 10 years actually this year, September, that'll be 10 years ago. So Fast forward, got an internship with a planner, was working on weekends with her. I wanted more. So I got a full-time job in the industry, which was very, very lucky. I definitely sold myself. They wanted somebody with a lot more experience. I said, I have about 60 days of experience, but take a chance on me. And they did, luckily, and I was able to really dive in. They did primarily South Asian weddings. So I was trained on huge, big Indian weddings. You know, some of my first weddings coordinated were six and seven hundred people at these crazy venues, five star resorts, like outdoor spaces where everything needed to be brought in. So I'm really grateful for that experience. I don't think if I had been, if I wasn't thrown into the lion's den, as I like to say, I don't think I would have learned so quickly. I started my business two years after that. That is so much fun because actually I was a sociology and anthropology major in college. And then I also minored in writing and rhetoric. And I thought I was going to be a journalist. I thought I was going to work in PR. And so I feel like you and I have a lot of similarities in that brand. But then I 
did events in college. Again, also not thinking that I was going to do events in my life. I thought I was going to be like working in PR or like planning, you know, like product launches and like writing a lot. I thought I was going to be like a travel writer, but then I realized I really liked the event side. So that's kind of how I came to be. So it's funny that we have like kind of like that similarity. So I'm super excited for our conversation. You've obviously accomplished so much in such a short amount of time. We were going to talk about bridal wellness in a little bit, but you did, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the companies you've had a hand in, all that kind of stuff. So you were working for a wedding planning company. Was it a wedding planning or an event planning company? So then you decided to go on your own at some point and you started Leilani Social. Was that what the first, the company? So it was Leilani Weddings and it was a super calculated like choice. I was so invested in this business and this brand that I was working for. But around year two, I started just feeling like this soul feeling like every time I would go out, one of my jobs was to do like sales meetings. I would go to hotels and I would meet with people and they were like, is this your business? Wow. I remember them always saying, you're you're so young to have a business. This is your business. And every time someone would say that, it would like crush me because I wanted that to be me. And not even I wanted it, but I felt in my soul, like, you're right. Like I should have my own business and I want to have it while I'm young. So I was a really huge to, to leave, but it was like almost like it was inevitable because my soul was like calling me towards that. Yeah, I started Leilani Weddings right off the bat. So quit that job, started Leilani Weddings, and then hit the ground running. And we were Leilani Weddings for six and a half years. And then we went through a brand refresh last year. It was Leilani Weddings before the brand refresh. What kind of events were the company planning? And you're still doing that too, but you just kind of expanded the brand. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a brand expansion. I sometimes use the phrase or the term like a rebrand. It's definitely not a rebrand. It's like a refresh, if you will, or a rebirth. Because from the beginning, we've always been Leilani social, really. We've always been a little bit more fashion forward, maybe than just, you know, the average wedding planner, or we we did events that were, you know, like grand openings for venues and things like that. I was a co-director of this networking group for two years in Orange County. So we did like networking events every month. And the events that like kind of fueled me the most were, were those. And it's difficult because I love weddings. Like I initially started Leilani Weddings because I'm so girl-centric since I was six years old when I wanted to be a gynecologist. (laughs) And I didn't even know what that was. I just knew it was a a doctor for girls. I love my brides and I love weddings. But, you know, changing the name really just felt more us because we've really been a social company from the beginning. Interesting. Yeah, I think that makes sense because I feel like the weddings are so much fun and great. But I think if you love events, you can't stay away from the other kinds of events too, because they're also fun and different in their own way. Yeah. How do you feel like Leilani Social is different from other planning companies since you're not just focusing on weddings or all of the events? We always kind of market ourselves as a planning design and lifestyle brand. And sometimes there are question marks like, okay, what is a lifestyle brand or what are lifestyle services? And for me, and this probably goes back to like my love of anthropology and culture. I love the culture and the, the time, the season that brides kind of go through or, you know, that journey they're on, on the way to the wedding day, like on the route to that big day. And, you know, I'm really a big advocate of leaning into that season and, 
and there's so many ways we can do that, right? So like some of the lifestyle services that we offer are travel planning. I think a lot of times, you know, brides are so focused on the big day itself, booking your vendors, you know, catering, bar, cake tasting, photography, DJ, you know, all of the bullet points everyone needs for an, for a wedding. And they tend to forget like the other kind of parts, like travel, you know, planning this amazing blowout bachelorette party, for example, and getting us involved because I hear also all the time, like, you know, my maid of honor, she's maybe not the best planner or, you know, the girls, unfortunately, like kind of drop the ball, like, you know, when they're supposed to be really leaning into the season and celebrating, they're left feeling a little bit disappointed. And so we strive to create a lifestyle around remembering and like leaning into celebrating these other moments, right? On the journey. And that goes into bridal wellness, right? You know, becoming your best self and mind, body and spirit. I'm a super spiritual person. I've been practicing yoga for over 13 years now, aging myself. And just incorporating those those types of things as well. You know, I think it's something that it's inevitable that brides, you know, want to look and feel their best on the day of. They just don't necessarily always have the tools to do so. So we kind of offer them ways and tools how to do that. I love that. I think that's so smart because I feel like you're going at it from a more holistic approach because you're not just focusing on just the wedding, but there's other things obviously going on in that time of their life. So I think that was just very, very smart. Was it hard or what was it like to create? Because I feel like that's the wedding, event planning, lifestyle combination is definitely a new thing. And I don't even know if that many people are doing it. So was it really difficult or challenging to create a new category like that in the market? Yeah, it has been. I think anytime you're you're doing something a little bit new, out of the box, people, you know, maybe raise eyebrows or like there's just question marks. So it takes a lot of educating and kind of explaining like, you know, this is what we do. This is why it's important. And that's not to say, you know, our bread and butter still isn't planning amazing weddings and now events, but, you know, tacking on to that. I'm such a marketing person and an entrepreneur, like as much as I love planning weddings, I love building a brand. And so I'm just constantly thinking about ways of elevating my business, elevating the industry and elevating a bride's experience. I just can't ever stop thinking. So it probably will keep being added to. Like I mentioned, you have other businesses too. So one of them is the Batch Box. So which I, when I recently discovered, I think is so smart and so genius, which again, it's like you just answering the needs of what brides are going through. So for our listeners that are not familiar with the Batch Box, what made you decide to start the company? And then what is it? And tell us more about it. So the Batch Box is a, and I always butcher this tagline, It's a party in a box decor kit for bachelorette parties. So smart. (laughs) (laughs) So the need arose because I felt like, again, like as I grew into adulthood, I just wanted to simplify. I have a long way to go there, but I think not take the emotion out of it, but just make things easier. As in life, as humans, we already have so much going on. So the matchbox arose. A, I thought that an e-commerce business would be a really great complement to a service-based business. And I didn't really see anything on the market. Again, I hear these stories of maid of honors, you know, forgetting to order like the decorations and then even experiencing my own bachelorette parties where I wasn't the maid of honor. So I really like wasn't in charge of planning and didn't want to step on toes, but like just could see so many things that could have been done a little bit just to make everyone's life easier, you know? So what we do is we ship the decor straight to the party. 
And that's huge because, I mean, if you think about it logistically, like if you, and you're all traveling together, right, to the bachelorette party destination probably. And then, you know, you want to check into the Airbnb or the hotel, but it's like, okay, you have the bride with you. So then maybe someone has to like go take the bride somewhere to distract her. And then you get to your Airbnb and you have these, maybe you have these decorations, but oh crap, we forgot tape. Okay. We don't have tax to like hang up this stuff. Like now we have to run to the store. You know, it's just, it just takes so many it things. It takes the chaos out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes the chaos out. It, the box literally shipped all the decorations you need, tape, tax included, a little balloon pump. It's easy. It's quick. And it's a themed box. So you know, depending on what location you're going to, does it need to be like one of the locations, but we have like a Mexico box, for example, that's really fun and tropical. You can use that, you know, anywhere that's like sunny and like same with Palm Springs, right? Even if you're going to Vegas, but you want flamingos. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's been fun to, to build that brand. I love that. And guys, we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes too, so you guys can check it out because it looks like so much fun. Was it really hard to build an e-commerce business? Yeah, it's a totally different beast than a service based. I mean, you know, service based, it's you have knowledge and you put up a website, put up an ad maybe, and you you just click go and then you get calls and it's just kind of a, you know, very much a work in progress and, you know, learning your processes and especially if you do want to scale all of that. But it's you have knowledge and you just do it. A e-commerce business, you know, it takes a lot of money to start, especially a product, right? You know, ordering products, dealing with profit margins, figuring that out, figuring out shipping, inventory, inventory. Yeah, it's been it's been a beast. It's still a huge learning experience for us. But it's been good. We are growing it. We're talking to like some investors potentially to really help us bring it to the masses because I think everyone needs a batch box. I mean, I feel like it would be so much fun. And then if you ever wanted, you could just expand into other kinds of like small social events that people like are having to do, like the showers and like all that kind of stuff, just like the party in a box. So smart. Is there one that's the most popular or are they all are equally popular? Is there one that you feel like people are loving? Yes. Uh, everyone loves the batch leap crazy. <laughs> You'll see on the website it has a little asterisk so you can figure out what it says. But it's kind of cheeky and like kind of sassy. The colors are a little bit more neutral, like white, black. So it's a really great compliment to like if you do have other decor, which we, we're totally a fan of. You know, we've gotten a lot of questions from customers like, do we need an additional decor? What if we already have decor? This is a box of five. So you buy one box and it's for five girls. So that's all the decorations you need for like a standard Airbnb or hotel room. And then enough, like, I think we have like two or three takeaways per box. So like either sunglasses, shot glasses, a hat, a fanny pack for each girl. So you can still order like custom shirts. You can still order like custom banners and stuff, but it's just such a great compliment to whatever you have going on. <laughs> so much fun. Cause I feel like they've evolved so much over the years. Like since when I got married, 13 years ago, so long ago. Do you feel like there are any trends that you see from like what people are doing in the bachelorette space that for the future? Yes, I will say like, you know, like the little the male body parts. We do carry those. I feel like those maybe are going a little bit out of out of style, but I mean, they're still girls. I would want those for my bachelorette. It's funny, <laughs> it's cheeky. But I, I would say moving into like a more maybe elevated approach. I don't think I'm seeing 
when actually when we started like shirts, like the custom shirts with like slogans were really popular and we're really not seeing that as much. Yeah, I think I would agree with that too because I feel like the body parts is more of like a younger demographic. No offense, guys, but I feel like yeah. people are getting <laughs> married older and so they're like, I don't feel like doing that or like the bride's like, I don't want that. The girls might but because they think it's funny, but the bride doesn't anymore. But yeah, I could definitely see that. Okay, well, let's keep going. We did talk a little bit about like having a wedding planning business and being a business owner. Before we get into the bridal wellness part, can you give us, because you're so smart and have done so much, your number one tip for planners or business owners that one, start out, so people that are starting out, and two, for people that want to scale their business? Let's see. So for new wedding planners, I always say get experience. Like in this climate, I know that and this might be a little bit controversial, but I talk about this on all my social platforms. We have an internship program. Our interns are going through a college program. So most of our interns, they're getting school credit. We're accredited at all the major schools and universities. But I have interns that, you know, sometimes have graduated and they just want to learn. I mean, that was me. I went through five years of schooling, wanted to be a journalist, changed my entire life direction. And was like, I'm willing to do whatever. Like, obviously not full time. I still have to you know, pay my bills. But, you know, I'm going to choose to invest in myself in this extra time that I have. I'm going to work on the weekend for free at no charge to really learn. And I think apprenticeships, if I can say that word correctly, are really helpful, even if it's here and there, getting real life experience. Like I get asked all the time, do you need a certification? I think it's obviously, I really value education. I have a bachelor's at times, want to have a master's just for fun. So I totally value education. I want my kids to go to college. But in addition to that, you need the the real life experience. And then you can kind of see like what you like and what you don't like. You know, everyone has a really different style. Try to work with different planners, maybe that specialize in different types of events. And in terms of scaling, I would say start documenting everything that you do instead of just doing it. So like for us from the beginning, like I would write, anytime I did something, it was like, okay, how can I make this teachable? Or if I'm answering a question for a client, how can I phrase this in a way that's like, it can be added to like a a manual for future clients. Or if I did train someone, they can come in, I can easily train them and they can do what I do. And that's really what the Lani method is. Yeah, I think documenting everything and kind of stepping away from the doing and instead like creating a framework. Yeah, I think that's really smart. I think for as far as the the getting experience, I agree with you. I think when I was starting out as a planner, I worked for different nonprofits, different companies, I was a consultant, etc. And I always was like, what else can I do to learn and to continue to grow? And I think experience is like the biggest teacher for sure, especially in what we're doing. But then I also got like a certificate and I also got like the CSEP designation, like studying for different exams, like different things, because I just wanted to like, feel like I felt like I had enough training. But really, it's like the experience. I think that really helps you answer all those emails or really helps you like deal with those difficult clients or like the problem solving that you have to do. I think having the experience to have taught you what to watch out for or like things that can go really, really bad because you've gone through it. It's really because it will happen. (laughs) Exactly. Because it will happen. Yes. I always say fake it till you make it. You know, you certainly do not want to show up on somebody's wedding day, like absolutely not and say, 
I'm baking it until I make it. I've never done a wedding before. Eventually, you will have to do a wedding that is your first, you know, but I would say be really transparent with your client about that and make sure that you have, you know, you have the experience because you're going to have to jump off the cliff at some point, but do it, do it cautiously if that's possible. Speaking of having systems and shortcuts to save you time, today's episode is brought to you by our wedding planning template shop. Regardless of where you are in your wedding planning journey, our template shop has wedding planning shortcuts designed to make your wedding planning easier, faster, and stress-free. Our most popular item is the ultimate wedding planning checklist for couples, our wedding budget bundle, and the wedding mood board template. The checklist is a game changer that tells you what to do when as you plan your wedding. And for all my decor-obsessed couples and fellow wedding pros, the wedding mood board template organizes that messy Pinterest board into a cohesive decor plan. Also for my wedding pros, my style shoot photo shot list and timeline will help you get organized as you up-level your business. Get access to all my wedding planning shortcuts and more in the wedding planning template shop at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com. And make sure you use the code podcast 10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Again, use the code podcast 10 at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. So let's talk about bridal wellness because we could talk about this for hours. I know you mentioned it a little bit on the podcast earlier and I've seen you talk about it, you know, on blogs and podcasts too, but lots of people are talking about bridal wellness. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you think bridal wellness is, why it's necessary? I think it definitely ties into what you're doing, but I would say it starts with I do think that there's a lot of or there can be a lot of toxicity around bridal culture, especially in social media, with a little bit of a humor behind it. But there's a lot of truth to it, right? That weddings, yes, are stressful, and there's truths to it entirely. But you know, weddings are expensive. Weddings are stressful. I'm fighting with my fiance. I'm fighting with my mother-in-law. And I think that seeing so much of that can add, it's almost adding fuel to the fire. Like it's inevitable. You are spending a lot of money. Weddings cost sometimes an annual salary, depending on where you are. If you're in like you and I, like California, Mexico, New York, you are spending what is considered an annual salary on this one day. And that's not to stress anyone out, but you need to go into it thinking, like just knowing it's going to be a big expense. But when you have a lot of money involved and a lot of people's opinions involved, it's inevitable that it's going to be stressful. Even if you hire the best planner, the best vendors, there's just going to be wedding stuff. So, or drama, family stuff. (laughs) So for me, I'm trying, I'm working on coming in and again, reminding brides this is a season to be celebrated and leaning into the ways that we can not avoid because these conflicts are inevitable, but navigate through them in a way that by the time you get to your wedding day, you're not like just so exhausted and ready for this thing to be done. You know, you want to arrive to your wedding day feeling your best self in mind, body, and spirit. And so bridal wellness is on a small scale, on a simple level, you know, working with facilitators in the areas that we service for connection, health, wellness kind of things before the wedding. So that can be like starting to get regular facials, starting to think about getting regular massages, thinking about a new fitness routine maybe taking a new supplement. We have a partnership with Blender Bombs. It's like a smoothie bomb company. You put them in your smoothies every day and it's like 
there's so many testimonials that it really changes women's health. So yeah, it could be like, it could be something like that along the journey, or it can be something on the day of, like we actually carve out time in the wedding day timeline for a wellness activity. So whether that's waking up and just doing a meditation and journaling by yourself on your hotel patio, or doing a yoga session with your bridesmaids or getting a facial, we remind brides that it's okay to really indulge in this day and you know yes there's a lot of things to do on that day but there's also a lot of time to that that should be for yourself and with your partner we even had couples like do a morning session with their photographer before you know anyone's dressed they're in like pjs and we do a morning session with photographer and that's just a really nice time for them to connect connection is a big part of wellness so very holistic I love that. I think that it makes so much sense because a lot of times, and you know, vendors will tell you the day goes by so fast and everything goes by so quickly. And one of the things that we like to focus on is being able to be present in the moment and slowing down and being able to just enjoy it. Cause like you said, it is a time to be celebrated. And if you are focusing too much on like this, this, and this, and is everything ready and is everything pretty and whatever, then you're not really being able to enjoy the special thing that's going that's happening right now. So I think that's really a good reminder for all of us, brides and vendors included, to take time to do that. And I love the idea of pampering yourself or taking time to just have a moment to journal and just again like be calm and like think through and thinking about your wellness during the day of the wedding. So for couples that are excited about this, what tips do you have? for them to start thinking about their wellness and taking it more seriously, either leading up to the wedding or on the day of? I think it's kind of threefold. So we always say like connection, health, and like wellness that slash spirituality. So connection with your partner. So we also did a partnership with an amazing journal called Season Journals. And it's a product where we did like a collaboration with them where we have like a little custom like sleeve on the journal. And I wrote a little blurb with this amazing girl, Annette started this company and it's a connection journal that you fill out with your partner throughout the engagement process. Like how cute is that? You know, like thinking about sitting down and just like carving out time to think about, you know, why you're doing this, what got you here in the first place, you know, what's been our favorite travel story, what are our goals for the future, even writing like, you know, a family mission statement, you know, these things that just elevate life. And again, like, you know, a lot of people aren't talking about this in the space. So reminding them that, you know, it's, it's important to connect. And that might also look like doing dance lessons for your first dance, you know, starting to, I don't know, do something together, a project it can even be as simple as a puzzle and <laughs> carving out time to do a little bit of the puzzle every night, just carving out that time, that sacred time to remember like, wow, we're on this really cool journey. And like, at the end of this, we have this amazing day to look forward to. Health, the smoothie booster, that can be drinking more water, committing to that. I know that I've made that commitment to myself this year. Maybe that's just eating better, eliminating certain things from your diet. And then wellness. So that's more, you know, meditation, journaling, maybe starting a yoga practice. And mental health also, you know, centered. I'm not a psychologist. I don't like to talk too much about, you know, the mental health side, but, you know, taking care of your mind, body, but just carving out that time again, because life is stressful and planning a wedding is just going to add to that. So I love all of those things. So it's connection, wellness, mental health, 
and health. I agree with all of that. I feel like when you were talking about the journal, because I was actually going to ask you about that. I love that because I used to journal and then I kind of stopped, but I really felt like it was so good just to take five minutes, two minutes, just to think through, you know, what are you grateful for? Kind of like thinking through those things and having that inner mental inner dialogue with yourself to kind of identify those things. And I think talking about these things with your partner, having that connection, because, you know, like in our family, you know, we have kids and whenever we have issues and like someone's feeling down or someone's really upset or whatever, it's a lot of times it's because like the connection has been broken, whether it's me with my child, me with my, my husband, like he's getting mad about one thing and I'm getting mad that I'm sitting over here stewing. It's really like, I completely agree, like having that connection and like working for those connections really helps with the whole, just the environment in your mental space. So I feel like bringing that into the bridal, you know, journey, the engagement journey is just really, really smart. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> I'm identifying a lot with what you're saying right now. So guys, listen to what Leilani is saying. I'm so happy. You're the best. I'm so happy. A lot of times I'm just like, I, I'm doing this because it feels good in my body. I'm passionate about this. I'm going to put this out there. I don't know if anyone's going to care or get it. <laughs> but <laughs> so thank you for the validation. <laughs> I totally see it. And I'm not even like planning a wedding, but obviously planning my wedding, but many other people's weddings. But I think in like my life, that kind of stuff. There's just a lot, you know, going on. So I feel like taking that time to take care of yourself and really celebrating that journey is really, really smart. You also shared, so earlier you were talking about simplifying your life. How do you feel like, you know, what made you decide to do that? And then what are your tips for brides and grooms to incorporate that simplicity or that simplification into their life or in their weddings? Because I feel like that also ties into the, the wellness. I'm on a simplifying journey every single day, but I feel like every year I get a little better in my personal life, right? <laughs> so that can be as tangible for me, just as a person, getting rid of stuff. Like I'm not a minimalist by far, far from, but having minimalist tendencies or at least like being minimalist leaning and that can be, you know, like just purging. Like I, I purged like six bags of clothes the other day, you know, and it just felt, I literally felt lighter, you know, going through the drawers. I don't have a junk drawer now. Like everything has its place. There's no duplicates of things, old receipts, you know, just that kind of stuff. Clearing your space really clears your mind. And, you know, the gurus say this, but when you do it, you really do realize that how powerful it is. Simplifying, yeah, my space. I think for planning and brides and couples, going with your gut, I think that because there's so much information online, it can be a little overwhelming, you know, and you want to book a photographer, but then, you know, you look on you, another night scrolling on Instagram, you find more photographers that you like and you're going on Pinterest and there's even more options. And I think going with your gut and making not a quick, but a very calculated decision on I met with this photographer, the price is right. I like their style booked rather than, you know, putting it off, putting it off can be really helpful. And I know as women, sometimes we struggle with that, but I would advise to help and have, bring your fiance. Cause I feel like guys have an easier, most of the time, have an easier time doing this. So just have him like, you're like, I cannot make a decision. Like here are my top three options. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. you choose. <laughs> And trust him at, to be the man and the leader. <laughs> and that might be a different dynamic for all relationships. Whatever your dynamic is, have, that, have the other person that balances you out. Just make the decision. Hopefully that's making sense. But going with your gut, 
with decisions. And, you know, like our planning process is very, very structured. We don't really meet with clients like that often. And clients actually really love it. We're very specific in our planning emails or very organized. Everything that we're working on is actually tracked on Google Drive. So if they know that we are working on finding them a DJ, for example, they know who we've talked to, who we've left a voicemail for, how many emails we've sent, how many times we've followed up, why they haven't gotten that quote. So they're not left wondering like, you know, like, why am I not hearing back? We really meet with our clients over 12 months, usually about five times. And that's another big way of simplifying things. You know, whether or not you have a planner, there are ways to to at least try to streamline your your planning process. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I think definitely couples can fall into that trap of over analyzing things because especially if you don't have a planner because you're just like I don't know you know and you focus so much on like this one decision in front of you but in the grand scheme of things it really doesn't matter or if you ask your partner like can you just decide and then sometimes they'll make a decision they'll make actually never mind now I know what I want because of what you chose it still helps you make that decision (laughs) so I think that's a really good point so the last segment is called this or that which is just kind of a fun segment that we do to kind of like you know, end the conversation, but learn a little bit more about you. So first one, beach or mountain? Beach. Name a celebrity crush that you have. Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio, but circa Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) Those are some good years. I would admit that. (laughs) I remember being very young and being like, I'm in love, I'm in love. (laughs) I think I felt that way too. I think a lot of us did. I don't know how old you are, but if you're old enough or you can pass, if you remember, what was your AOL Instant Messenger handle? And I don't even know if people know what those are. Do, were you oh my that gosh. AIM? I was. So yes, let's age me. Yes, I was. And it was, oh my gosh, what was it? Girly, I think girly fashionista, 17. <laughs> I love it. God, I love it. Um, mine was like Dezabel. It was like a play on my first and last name. It was, but I still kind of use it sometimes. Oh, that's creative. Yeah, it was my maiden name. But yeah, at weddings, kids or no kids? No kids. No kids. I think one person has said kids, but most people say no. Sweetheart cake and lots of desserts, or a big wedding cake. Big wedding cake. Like I'm obsessed with like seven, eight tiered cakes, and I always encourage my couples to do that more if, if, if it's in budget. Right. I mean, they're so pretty and I feel like they're so grand and so fun. So love that. For you, all matching bridesmaids dresses or coordinating, but different. Mm, that's a good one. Probably coordinating, but different. I like that too. That's why I keep asking people so that I can try to like push this agenda that I yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, my tip though would be make sure if you're keeping it up to your bridesmaids or your wedding party, whether they're maids or guys, what do we call them, bridesmen, make sure they send you a photo of what they're planning to wear. You don't want to show up on the day of and be surprised in, in a bad way. Yeah, I agree. It does take more work, I think. Well, I think it takes work either way, but I think, yeah, that's a really good point. Last two questions, band or DJ? Can I say both? Yes, you could say both. Why, why, why do you like both? So I love a hybrid. Like I love a D, like a band is so classy. And then a DJ though, to like switch it up at like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. even and take you to the last like hour, especially someone who loves electronic music. Like I want yes, that for my own wedding. <laughs> yeah, the EDM. Yeah, I feel like it's really, really fun having both or even like have one, like the band for the beginning for like all the 
all the people and then like the party party starts when the DJ goes. I feel like that's super fun. Like, and, and also like, having some difference. Your family leaves. Yeah. Or right, maybe right. grandma stays and dances, right. but yeah, exactly. <laughs> just a different vibe. Last question. Dramatic entrance at the reception or a final send off? Ooh. I love a send off. Gotta love a send off. And there's so many fun things to do if your venue doesn't allow sparklers. Like you could do thunder sticks. We've done glow sticks. We've done like the little tassels. Yeah, an exit. Super fun. Well, Danielle, it was so lovely chatting with you. I really appreciate your time. Before I let you go, can you let our listeners know all the places they can find you online? Yes. So you can find me and my business all over. So we have my personal accounts. It's Danielle Ilani on Instagram and TikTok is Danielle Ilani. Let's see. I also have a YouTube channel under Danielle Ilani. And Twitter, we post sometimes there. On the company side, Leilani Social, basically on all platforms. Awesome. Well, perfect. We will make sure to link to all of that in our show notes. But thank you again so much, Danielle. It was so much fun. So I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. And that concludes today's episode with Danielle Leilani of Leilani Social. I hope you enjoyed our conversation and will incorporate what she said about incorporating more wellness and simplicity in your life, your wedding planning, and in your business. I know I touched on this a little bit in my conversation with Danielle, but I wanted to come back to it again. Your wedding and the time leading up to it is such a special time in your life, Both at my wedding planning company, Verve, and here on the podcast, our goal is for you to enjoy and revel in this really special once-in-a-lifetime, probably, time. That's why I write all these blog posts and have this podcast. Almost all of it is for free to help you wade through all of the noise and make some semblance of all of this stuff that's going on and being thrown at you. But if you are feeling stressed or like you're drowning, talk to your partner. Whenever my husband and I are feeling stressed or overwhelmed, I've learned that we both deal with it differently. I try to shove it down and ignore it and escape, but then it simmers inside me and it eventually just explodes out of me. My husband retreats and kind of disappears mentally. This is usually because our kids are being kids and we've both hit a wall. And what we've learned is that neither of those responses are helping either of us. It's actually making us both feel worse. We're both feeling isolated and alone and disconnected from each other. And it was becoming a cycle that got worse and worse. But when we talked to each other, we leaned in on each other and said, hey, can you take this while I take a minute? We were both bolstered by it and we both felt better about what was going on and we knew we could help each other and that we were going to get through it. Guys, life can be tough. So maintaining those connections with your partner and making your mental health and wellness a priority are so important in surviving and hopefully thriving. Now, I know I got a little bit deeper than I normally do on this podcast, but I want you to know that this podcast is a safe space and we can talk about the hard things because I'm here for you and I want to help you however I can. If you have any follow-up questions for Danielle or me, make sure you send me a DM on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast, or you can call the Wedding Planning Hotline at 585-210-3467. As always, I will be live this Wednesday evening to answer your questions. And for the episode show notes, make sure you visit verveventco.com forward slash 89. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash 89. And we'll have links to all of Danielle's stuff, the batch box, and all of her wonderful goodies, even that journal. 
Also, be sure you follow Danielle and give her a shout out on Instagram, her many platforms at it's Danielle Leilani and Leilani Social. And Leilani is spelled L E I L A N I. So that's L E I L A N I. And now it's time for our review of the week. Today's review comes from Kay Noyes, who writes, Such a great podcast, five stars. Desiree and Ask the Planner is a great resource for anyone planning a wedding or other event. She has her own event planning company, Verve Event Co. Yes, I do. And lots of experience planning weddings and many other events. She is very creative, knowledgeable, has great taste. Oh, thank you. And loves sharing what she knows with others. Thank you so much, Kay Noyes, for that very kind review. Yes, I have a very strong need to teach and help others. It was kind of annoying when I was growing up because I think I was kind of like a know-it-all. My friend got really with me one time, but we were still friends. I just couldn't help myself. If you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you're loving, what you're not loving, what you want me to change, all of the stuff, because I definitely read every single review and incorporate those into our upcoming episodes. So I want to make sure that we're making content that you guys want to hear, whether it's the editing, the guests, Whatever it is, let me know what you're struggling with, and I will make sure to address it in our upcoming episodes. Right now, we are up to 71 reviews, and I would love it if we could end Season 3 having reached 100 reviews. Don't worry, Season 3 is over yet, but at some point it will be ending. So please get those reviews in. And now for an update on our podcast listener names. March is my birthday month, so voting is open for the name of our podcast fans. We spent all of February submitting names, well, getting names from you guys. So if you're new to the show, we are having a naming contest, and the winning submission or suggestion, the one that people vote on and like the most, gets a one-hour all-access call with me to talk about whatever you want for free. It can put together your budget, your wedding design, go through all of the drama that you're having and how you can't deal with it and just to help you get some clarity. So head to the pinned post in my Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast to drop your vote. Or if you prefer not to vote on Instagram, you can vote online at verveventco.com forward slash name. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash N-A-M-E. Drop your email address in that website if you want a 20% off code to our wedding planning template shop. So normally the code is podcast10 for 10% off, but if you want 20% off, you can head to verveventco.com forward slash name and vote and we'll email you back with the 20% off code. Now, if you're not sure what I'm talking about when I say a name for our listeners, it's something for our fans. We can call you something better than our listeners. So Taylor Swift has her Swifties, all that kind of stuff. So the suggestions we have so far are ATPs, as in the initials of the podcast, the plannies or plannies, ATP party, like planner party or wedding party or bridal party, Love Verves, which is a play on Verve, and Rochettes, I think, which is a play on where I live in Rochester. So thank you guys all for your submissions. I'm so excited to hear what you guys want to be called. Voting closes this Friday, March 10th. Again, that's this Friday, March 10th. That is it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us today. I can't wait to talk to you next week. 
Coming up on the podcast, we are going to deal with all of the advice and opinions, most of it unwanted, from in-laws and everybody else, destination weddings with a luxury wedding planner, new and unique ideas for your honeymoon, and so much more. So thank you again for being with me today. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 